Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Daniel and joining me today after a week hiatus is Shabazz. Morosera. And Anthony. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? How are we doing? We gained an hour of sleep last night, but are we feeling any more rested? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I am not. Uh, I had to watch The Family Dog this weekend. And, you know, well, that's cool. Like, like I, I always watch The Dog, but usually there's always more members of the house to, to, to take the to, load to off. To take the load bit. off, yeah. And... Um, he he was he was happy with me, but he was also like, oh, well, since it's just you, you probably have a lot of energy to play and party. Yeah, yeah. you're not so my mom. At like 1 a.m., he's just like barking, like, let's let's go out. I'm like, listen, man, I'll be honest <laughs> with you right now. You're not the same anymore, man. We used to party all the time. <laughs> he's, like, he's like rolling a joint, and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, let's let's go out to party. Let's let's let's, let's meet some bitches. And I'm like, okay. Oh. Well, well, I mean, bitches I guess, for him. Yeah. It, works, yeah. it works. It works, right? For him. Yeah, he's allowed to say go. it. He's, he's allowed, allowed to say it. it. And I was like, listen, let's just go back to sleep. Because I got to record in the morning. And, you know, the podcast yeah, yeah. is very important to me. And did he say, you've changed, man? He did. He literally looked at me he just, as he was smoking that joint. Smoking that joint yeah. He's like, I used to be cool, man. Now you are looking all rough. I, I just want to like, say oh. uh, to our friends at PETA, please. Uh, PETA? Oh. Uh, do not. Uh, we did not let a dog smoke a joint. I just want to. But we don't know what the joint's filled of. It was filled of kibbles. Uh, okay. He's smoking kibbles? Yeah, he's smoking, smoking kibbles, kibbles eh? Damn. Oh. That's that new strain. Smoking, that's that new smoking strain. that kib, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that KIB. KIB. <laughs> Anthony, how are you doing, though? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It was a good week this week. Yeah. And last week. And last week. Like, everything outside of outside of work was yeah. good. You okay. know? And anything inside of work, well, you know. Well, yeah. Like oh th- this is my first week on my new job as well yeah How, yeah how's it been going oh, for it's you? been great yeah they've been so welcoming they've been really cool um uh, people from work said they already listened to the podcast and I was like hey that's sweet that's nice great. that's very that's nice. really kind of them so now we get to really make you look bad well you know what that's what the goal <laughs> you know that resume is. he sent you <laughs> oh it was a lie <laughs> he can't speak English you fools <laughs> you fools as always you could catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for review episodes on all the latest movies and series make sure you're following us at the movie podcast on Instagram Twitter TikTok and Letterboxd and don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts we're still looking for those five stars 205 star reviews if we can by the end of the year you could also join our discord and write into the show at hello at the moviepodcast.ca i know a lot of you have now watched eternals we want you to send us your eternals review and uh, check our show notes for all of those links and more some quick announcements before we get into all the fun news this week we have lots of reviews out so we may have taken the week off from a main episode but there are lots of reviews to listen to, including a review for Red Notice, Finch, Eternals, The French Dispatch, and so much more. We also had a really cool interview go up on the movie podcast feed, speaking of Eternals, with Leah McHugh, who plays Sprite in the film. Uh, we are so lucky to have her join the show, so thank you to our friends at Disney and Marvel for letting that happen. And you know what? Maybe we'll have some more interviews coming soon. What do you, what do you think? Oh, I think, I think this week we're going to have some interviews. I'm going to, I'm going to tell the audience we have like 200 interviews. Wow. 200 interviews. We have an interview for every five star we have on the show. Oh my God. It's a lot. We're getting almost at 500. Almost at 200. Almost at 200. Yeah. So we're going to have Yeah. But we have like, it's been, the snowball has been kind of rolling down the hill pretty quickly Mm. with all the different interviews we're having. So Mm -hmm. maybe we're talking to some people this week, maybe next week. Who knows? Who knows? But the only way for you to find out is to keep listening to the movie mm-hmm. podcast. Of course, keep an eye on the feed. Uh, coming soon to that very same feed is our review for Ghostbusters Afterlife, Hawkeye, Resident Evil, Home Sweet Home Alone, Hitmonkey, 
and lots more. And if you're still in the spooky mood, you can listen to our commentary of Scream, which went live uh, right before Halloween. That was a good time. It was. That was a, was a fun, fun time. Times. We yeah. spoke a lot about cereal, and I did end up buying a box of Nesquik. Shit, I gotta you go buy didn't cereal buy it yet? this week. Damn it, man. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, after the cereal. show, I'm going to go buy cereal. What are you going to pick up? I don't know. I'm going to go to the aisle and make a decision. Okay. But it'll be like something. I'll send, I'll send you a picture. Okay. A video. Okay. If our audience really wants to know, then I'll we'll post, we'll it, post on, it on uh, on Instagram. Maybe Twitter. I'll get some cereal too. I know cereal just hits sometimes. You know, oh, yeah, that, that, that nest quick that I had, because it's been like 13, 14 years since I've had it, it yeah. really, you know, it really it hit? It made an impact on what me. What do I get? Do I get the Cheerios? Honey Nut Cheerios? Mm, yeah, but Honey so... Nut Cheerios are just, isn't that like your base cereal? Yeah, but Honey Nut Cheerios is so good by itself, though. Yeah, very what true. What kind of cereal would you get? Well, I'm going to probably get checks, but I the other day I was looking and they have peanut butter checks, which like mm-hmm. I can eat a jar of peanut butter yeah. on it on its own. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I want to see what's uh, out and about in What's the in the cereal, cereal aisle? aisle, you know? Cuz yeah. I don't Yeah, the I, cereal aisle, the, the cereal aisle in Canada is usually predictable. Yeah, but it's like whenever your we go to the states, Kellogg's, it's your General Mills. Yeah, whenever your... we go to the states, the cereal aisle in the states is always like just a fun house. Yeah, like, like yeah. didn't you yeah. want like uh, Yoda's uh, spicy Yoda, chicken Yoda's balls? Like, what, like wait, what? Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Yoda's balls. Yeah, exactly. Yoda's. Yeah, I said, that's why I said Yoda's that spicy, uh, spicy chicken balls. That's like they'll they'll have like tie-ins to things you just never like, like yeah. Mr. Lube's cereal. <laughs> like it just won't make any sense. Oilios, yeah. Oilios, yeah. made from real car oil. I don't think that's safe. I don't eat though. Why are we eating these? Yeah, yeah, there's always there's always something yeah. different. Apple's there. iPad O's. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay. Why is it always O's? Why, <laughs> why is it an eyes? It's, just, <laughs> oh, oh. You know? it's harder to make a cereal eye, right? It's, it's easier to make an O. You know? Yeah, the machines are better for O's. Yeah, I've seen the machines. Well, maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll get there. Maybe we'll have some Christmas themed cereal. Maybe we'll have a movie podcast cereal. What would the movie podcast cereal be? I just want to be our faces as mushrooms. Uh, not mushrooms. Yeah, sorry. as marshmallows. And every, there's a <laughs> there's a fucking every box. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's just one it's just a middle finger sticker yeah, there it is box. no it would be like little squares that would be colors yeah so it would, it would represent green yellow we'll have like a, a like um a clapperboard yeah and then it would be our faces for what sure what would it taste like would it be chocolatey would it be like yours oh. would be chocolatey oh, okay, okay yeah, yeah okay yeah. interesting yours yeah. tastes like chicken yeah. <laughs> mine would yours be like spaghetti yeah. mine would be vanilla yeah because yeah. i'm white. i guess white yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not white, white. You know no, what I'm saying? You're, you're like, uh, you're like a little white. Yeah. We're from the south of Italy, so. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah, I'm just, just curious. We, we would, uh, we should definitely think of a cereal. That would be, a, yeah. that would be interesting uh, thing to come up. with. Yeah, maybe. How about our fans? Let us know what kind Let type of cereal, what kind we, of would cereal we would have. Yeah. I'm what, what would the shapes be? What would the prize inside be? What would the flavor be? You know, what would it be called? Yeah, because I'll be honest with you right now, so far it sounds disgusting. Yeah. The prize- I was say, is it like little microphones? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Or the prize would be us calling them and there's... <laughs> what's in this <laughs> it's a cassette yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have a cassette, cassette player anymore what year is oh it? Oh my god. <laughs> the ransom? <laughs> Let's get into the news. All righty. We are back in full throttle. Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr. joined Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer film. This is coming from Boris Kitts of The Hollywood Reporter. Matt Damon and Robert Downey Jr. have joined Killian Murphy in Oppenheimer. Robert, uh, sorry, Christopher Nolan's biopic of J. Robert Oppenheimer, one of the fathers of the atomic bomb. Emily Blunt is already on board the Universal Project with Damon and Downey now flying in. Oppenheimer has become one of the most stacked feature projects in recent memory. Universal is calling the movie an epic thriller that thrusts audiences into the pulse-pounding paradox of 
enigmatic igna- man who must risk destroying the world in order to save it. Murphy is portraying the, the- uh, theoretical physicist who helped develop the atomic bomb during World War II. According to sources, Blunt is playing his wife, Catherine Kitty Oppenheimer, while Damon will play Lieutenant General Leslie Groves, the director of the Manhattan Project, the U.S. research initiative that developed the first atomic bomb. Downey will play Louis Strauss, the famous chairman of the Atomic Energy Commission, who initiated hearings that questioned Oppenheimer's loyalty to the United States and famously had the scientist's security clearance revoked. The project has set a July 21st, 2023 release date. Now, always exciting when Christopher Nolan has a new film. This one feels too straightforward so far from what we're hearing from it. It kind of seems like it's a biopic, but... Knowing Nolan, there's going to be... Well, that was kind of like Dunkirk as well, right? Like, right? It felt no, it's like, a war oh, film. It's a war movie. Like, how could he... What would he change? What's yeah. the twist? Yeah, it's yeah. a twist or like his na- narrative twist. And then right. I guess he found out that it was just the way he spun the narrative on that yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Shay, what do you... What, are you excited about this film? Oh, yeah. I think this... Yeah, for me, like this... Sorry, Shay. No, I go just, ahead. No, take no, it over. Um, I just... When you said narrative, I'm like, man, I can just imagine what this story would kind of be like because it is... They're talking about a bomb that is... You know, it's like a struck yeah, the biggest one. It changed big, the world, right? right? So I could just see like his editing and the way the pacing would go, and time would be a big factor in it as oh, well. And just seeing and probably a bomb go off I'm in, pretty in sure, IMAX. Yeah, they're going to. He will drop a bomb. Somewhere. I feel like Nolan's going to find a way. to... I feel like they're going to actually recreate the atomic bomb. Yeah, yeah. Probably a bad idea. No one for listening. Don't do it. Maybe don't do it. Don't <laughs> just do don't it. do it. Just don't, don't do, do it, it please. Um, He's but, like, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, well, the world could blow the up. The world could end. Yeah. But what's interesting, though, is like Oppenheimer is also famous for like hating what he created because of obviously what it, what it did to the world. That's like Nolan with Tenet, I think. Yeah. <laughs> God. So we're going to see what's going to happen. Uh, like Just seeing this cast, I think this cast, like, uh, like Boris was saying, stacked cast, obviously Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt. Seeing Robert Downey Jr., and oh, this, I think, so excited me the most because it fits. he is one of, I think, one of the most brilliant actors. But we finally get to see him showing that off and outside the MCU mm-hmm. and not do little. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, anything else stand out about this news for you guys? I mean, it's good to see that Matt Damon's back working with him since uh, Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Downey is going to be a great fit. There's just something about Downey and Nolan's writing and style that I think fits. And I've always wanted to see it come, become a marriage. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Always wanted to see that. Now it's finally happening. And, uh, you know, I think of like Downey's roles and like Zodiac and he's how, how that, good he is. As like, as well. yeah. He's just like that guy yeah. that like you hate him, but you also love him because he's such like lovable asshole yeah. type of thing. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because in Iron Man, you know, Tony Stark's dad helped on the Manhattan Project, and now Robert Downey Jr. is playing a character that's mm-hmm. part of it as well. Too. Yeah. The question is, is Fastos in this? Is Fastos well? a part of this? Spoilers. Fast- Spoilers. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll see in Fastos. The background, we'll just, we'll just see, see Brian Tyree Henry just nod somewhere yeah. like, okay. You guys here. sure you want to do this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's also sounding like a bit of a spoiler for the... Yeah, I, I, know, forgot dude, know, I know. I thought about it. I'm like, should I say it? <laughs> Next story on the news. And Will Smith shelled out bonuses to King Richard co-stars. This is coming from Chris Gardner of The Hollywood Reporter. When Warner Media CEO Jason Kilar opted to launch the studio's 2021 theatrical slate day and date in theaters and on streaming services, HBO Max, it had to rush to offer top-tier talent make goods for lost theatrical returns. Will Smith, who produced and stars in the upcoming King Richard as the father of tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams, took it a step further, shelling out his own money to his co-stars. The Hollywood Reporter confirmed with two sources close to the film. 
Smith enjoyed a hefty payday, according to reports, as much as $40 million, and then personally wrote checks to the cast, which includes uh, Sania Sidney and Demi Singleton, who play Venus and Serena, Tony Goldwyn, John Bernthal, uh, Anaj Ellis, and among others. A source described the payments as a nice bonus given by Smith on top of what they already received from the studio as compensation for the pivot to simultaneous HBO Max release strategy. A rep for Smith had no comment. So not often that you see something like this. You know, we've seen actors in the past maybe take pay cuts to get bigger names attached to movies. Mm -hmm. But to see Will Smith actually take money out of his Mm -hmm. pocket and put it towards other actor salaries because of this, you know, switch up by Warner Brothers. It's pretty interesting. Anthony, what do you think? No, I think it's good. I think it's nice to see those stories happening because you know with the payout that he got which was what 40 million 40 million like how do you paying this guy 40 million and you got other people on the set who are not getting paid close to that yeah and then it's just like you just put into perspective i guess as an actor like man i've been doing this for a long time will smith has quite a bit of money Mm -hmm. does he need the 40 million when he knows people are struggling Next to him, mm. actress wise, or actors wise, these these might be new actors, so mm-hmm. they might not even be getting paid close to what. Um, no, un, not un, even un, nowhere norm, close for Will Smith. Yeah, nowhere making, close, right? but even like starting, they're probably in what hundred thousands yeah. or right. stuff, and that even puts you into perspective, like other things and the people who work on these 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 movies and stuff like that. But I think what he did was fantastic. Keanu Reeves is a big one who does that a lot. He finds a way to to take care of his people who mm. a lot of his stunt doubles like there was a picture the other day that i saw of keanu reeves giving oh his... carrying the stuff up the stairs did yeah, you see that one was, uh, we, they wrapped up the set the filming and then he was carrying all the stuff for the stunt department of the cruise yeah that but he also gave his stunt people like rolexes oh and they all yes, shared it yeah. together and they're like all happy and it's just like oh that's, that's what we want to see because yeah. the corporate world doesn't give a fuck about anyone but themselves mm-hmm. and that's and you can say how much they care about diversity and care about, um, uh, we'll say, uh, diversity and uh, what's the other word? Mental health and all that shit. They don't care because they say that so they can get more money out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is these are the stories that really showcase the empathy that a lot of people have. And I, I think Will Smith is, I think he's a good person, like mm-hmm. outside of work and outside of like his imagery of an actor yeah he's a good person and he'd take care of anyone who's in his family yeah and will smith is also in that echelon of actors who he has been he is one of the also the last movie stars yeah you know from you know coming out of the 90s from fresh prince and being that being able to make that transition from television to movies and not just that being the biggest movie star like the blockbusters the blockbusters like especially in the 90s to 2000s that and, was it man that was him summer blockbuster you know, Will, you know? uh so it's it's really cool to see this and like yeah so you mentioned Keanu Keanu also took a pay cut on Devil's Advocate because he wanted to work with um yeah. with Pacino and uh, you see actors do that sometimes but for literally to give somebody money like just out of your pocket to pay them more like mm. I'm just I'm just that's really okay. interesting forty million dollars is a lot of money man that's like that's a, that's, that's a huge that's I mean like, I wonder what the budget for the film was like if you take the salaries out of the equation I'm pretty sure his payout was more than the budget of the movie yeah yeah. Yeah, and I don't think this mo- m- movie is gonna make that much money. No, especially with, with HBO Max. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. 
But that's sweet. I mean, like these these are these are young girls. Probably one of their first few films. I haven't looked into their IMDb yet. Um, but this is great. They're you're, you're right. They're probably making in the hundred thousands for this movie. So whatever amount that he did give them, it's sweet because it. Hollywood already is such a cutthroat industry, and it's already such an intimidating industry that to have a big star like Will Smith really extend his his wealth over to them is is a nice feeling. And he's already playing their dad in the movie, so I guess he had that connection with them too. So the budget for this film, according to the Hollywood Reporter, is fifty million dollars. Fifty <laughs> five zero fifty to sixty million. So that's forty million is the is as, salary is as, and I'm I'm not sure if that forty million includes the compensation for making it a day and date release as well too. Sure. Yeah. But my God, let's just say, let's just say his salary is thirty. Maybe. Yeah. That's still, yeah, like the movie is probably only like a ten to twenty million dollar budget. Yeah, because it's no way. But hey, if Will gets his an Oscar out of this, which it's looking like he may get that best supporting Oscar out of it, we'll see. Oh, is that what they're? um, I think uh, campaigning him for. All right, no, I guess he'd be lead actor, right? Yeah, I feel like he'd be lead. The movie's named after him, right? I feel like he'd be lead. We'll see. But I'm excited to watch it. We'll hopefully be watching it very, very soon. Yeah, we shouldn't be too far. Right now, like I don't. It was has there has there has there been anyone in that running of like best actor best actor this year best As, actor i'm I, you know i'm i'm i haven't really thought of anybody thought yeah i know I obviously best actress you know kristen stewart yeah uh, jessica chastain and jodie comer jodie comer for last yeah. duel but best actor i haven't seen a movie yet okay when we have until january well december i'll, I'll keep looking through my imdb as we go and i'll uh, i'll see if uh not imdb my letterboxd I'll see if anything kind of stands out, but yeah, you can, you can see, see, see what like. the chatter is like. Yeah, let's go to another best actor. Emilio Esta is not oh. returning to the Mighty Ducks Game Changers for season two. This is coming from Nelly and Driva oh. of Deadline. Dwayne Johnson, Red Notice. Dude, oh, turn off your microphone. Turn off your microphone. I was going to say Andrew Garfield as well for uh, maybe the eyes of Tammy Faye. Maybe. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, ben, maybe Ben Platt for Dear Evan Hansen, dude. Just, Sorry, what, what, just what get out again? of the room now. What am I doing? Just don't. What are you looking up, by the way? <laughs> oh, uh, Michael Myers. Are you looking up the Razzies, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, you know what? Um, actually, Riz Ahmed for Mogul Mowgli. It, it might not, he might not, but at least it's a great performance. It's possible. Right. It's definitely possible. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, the Mighty Ducks franchise will continue without Gordon Bombay. Emilio Estevez, who reprised his role from the 1992 movie and its 1994 and 96 sequels in season one of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, will not be back for Disney Plus series upcoming second season, I have learned. Not me, I'm speaking as Nelly Andruva <laughs> here. I hear Disney Television Studios' ABC Signature, which produces the hockey-themed sequel series, made the decision not to pick up Estevez's option for season two after weeks and back and forth while his with his team over the show's covid vaccination requirements reps of the studio and estevez declined to comment heading into season two the mighty ducks game changers like many disney tv shows series has adopted a mandatory vaccination policy for the cast and crew in zone a which has included as an option in the most recent return to work engagement between the hollywood studios and major unions For those of you who don't know, Zone A includes all actors and crew members who come into direct contact with them. According to sources, Estevez, through his reps, has declined to to provide assurances that he would comply with the policy. While the two sides uh, are at an impasse as the season two scripts were being written and the planned early 22 start production was looming, I hear the studio has made the call to not exercise the actor's option and the scripts will be adjusted to continue the story without the character. Meanwhile, sources close to Estevez indicate the creative differences may have been played 
that may have played a role in his exit. Um, I'll be honest. What creative differences yeah, on the Mighty like, Ducks? Like more scientific differences. You know, it sounds yeah. it sounds a bit like scientific differences, right? Yeah. Or not even scientific differences, just like like fact differences. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, Shay, you you watch all of season two? Yeah, um, season, one, season one, season one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you feel about Emilio not returning? Obviously, him being in season one was a big reason why I watched it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Okay. And we all wanted to watch it. Yeah. How do you feel about him not returning for season two? You know what's interesting? Because like in season one, he's definitely a presence, but he doesn't overshadow the performances or or take over the show as much. So he's definitely there. Yeah, very much a supporting role. And it was nice to see him show up. But we don't got time for people who are anti-vax to be on, on, well, like, on set. Like did this, he say he was know? anti-vax? Or is he just like, I don't want to be vaccinated because I don't want to be that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we can't like put him in that, that pool of... You know, those people who don't want to be vaccinated I don't, and they're I don't, very I don't, open I don't think to. he's like that. I don't think he's like on the whole like, yeah, that's out of the force. Yeah. We're going to be talking about that very soon. Though. We will be, yeah. yeah. I think this is more so like, yeah, like he doesn't want to take a vaccine, which, you know what? Everyone has their has their right and choices for that. And I, and I, I understand that. But when you're in contact with, especially with kids and you're working on a show where, you know, people could get sick, especially in the States where maybe the COVID is kind of kind of, kind of rough out there. Um I think you should do what's what's right, and if if it doesn't work out for you, cool. He left the show. It's whatever. Like, let's sucks. But I mean, Emilio Estevez isn't a isn't a wanted actor. He's not uh, making big bucks right now. I think so. I think maybe I don't know. It depends. It's, it's his lifestyle. It's his choice. If he wanted to not make any money or not do anything, cool. That's up to him. But if he wants to make money in a show, then he needs to get on board with these restrictions because a lot of shows and movies now are going to be like this. I just think it's it, what's interesting about this is it's like obviously Mighty Ducks is synonymous with Emilio Estevez. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what I think creative differences is them saving face for him because I think being labeled as, oh, you don't want the vaccine. That's a big red flag for not yeah. getting any work in Hollywood now. Um, was he though ever but that's the thing right I'm yeah. like what else is Emilio working on mm-hmm. you know even mm-hmm. in Mighty Ducks 3 he's barely in it yeah so it's like I, I'm just curious how they're going to explain his exit now especially that it took so long in the first season for him to get back again the first season of Game Changers was interesting I think it had some highs but had a lot of lows as well too mm-hmm. where they it, it focused too much on just the silliness and I know that's always been something in Mighty Ducks but it it didn't go the lengths that I think it could have gone as a series, it right? It teetered the line of the ABC family show. Right. right you and, know? you know, I just, I think back to that that moment in the season. Did you finish season one as well, Anthony? No, I, I stopped watching it because it just didn't click with me. Yeah. And, and I, it felt too family oriented. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just yeah. didn't. It felt, uh, they hammed it up silly. a lot. Yeah. 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 There, there's like, there's a scene where they're like in a forest practicing on ice and it looks oh, like very green screen. Then they're like, yeah. you know, that, that classic scene where they, pass the eggs to each other right where they do a boat it's with the phones yep and i was just like yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't let my kids put my the phone on the ground yeah, to puck handle with it or like or, yeah, regardless or, of anything that phone's damn yeah <laughs> or like putting the like the blindfold on like there's like a lot of just like like it's like, it's very like oh family friendly like where they you know yeah i it's it's so heartwarming that for yeah. my cold heart, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm like, Ugh, what yeah. is this? I can't. Yeah. This is I was making like, you sick. especially. Yeah. <laughs> like, how come no one's yeah. died this season? Yeah, Anthony, why would someone die in this? Anthony's season? like, maybe they'll kill off Coach Bombay <laughs> in the movie in the series now. <laughs> he gets decapitated. That's oh what no, he's going to join Hans with a puck. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens with this. Again, 
I it's wonder not a huge it. loss, but it, it's going to be weird for, yeah. for a show to not happen. We'll, yeah. see. we'll see what happens. He'll come back probably the year after. Maybe he goes on vacation. Maybe, yeah, Bombay's on vacation this year. Then when next the next season he comes back. Maybe yeah. he gets the vaccine, you know? Maybe yeah. he just... Maybe he comes like, oh, guys, yeah, I got really sick last yeah, year. Yeah, or he gets COVID. Yeah, oh, something God. else happens. You yeah. don't know. Do you think the show will address COVID? Do you think it will address the pandemic? I feel like a lot of shows nowadays, like, you know, they teeter the line of saying, oh, COVID, or there's a virus, or they just ignore it. I hope like, I, just, I, I hope it's in the camp of ignoring it. Yeah, yeah because you know, we're already living it. Why do we need to address it in a movie Yeah, if it's not part of the story? That's you know one what I'm of, saying? That's one of the biggest things with me with the morning show this season is that, yes, I get that it's a new show, but because it focused so much on COVID, it felt like it derailed the story of what they could have told in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys haven't watched season two at all. Yet. I think that's kind of why I haven't watched it yet because I just I, I live in COVID right now. So yeah. things that remind me of it. No. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of all of that. I'm like, oh, it's all 2020. I'm like, this feels messy. It's a very messy season of a show. Yeah. 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 Were you like, gonna say something? No. Was okay, I? No. I did. I did. I. I took a breath. Be like, eh? Well, you said something like that, and then you season three, for example, which I absolutely adored. Um, they they talk about COVID. They they mentioned COVID once. And it, or like twice in me, and it was okay, but it kind of made me like wince for a second. But even then, like it wasn't a big part of the show. Yeah. It wasn't like they're wearing masks or anything yeah. like that. So it was just, it was just a quick acknowledgement of it. And then they moved on. And I was like, okay, you could have done without it. But even then I was like, okay, that's fine. So if I reacted that way to just them saying it, I, I can only imagine how season two of morning show would make me feel. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's the whole season. And, and, and I think that's the thing again, like. Because we're living in it, having a show about entertainment that's bringing us back and reminding us, I'm like, oh man, this isn't escape. Escape, yeah, you know. And I, uh, Mr. Corman was another show that did that, where it's just so COVID heavy. Yeah. Half, halfway through, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's just I don't want to think about this right now. Yeah, I was watching Law and Order. This was a couple of months ago, and they did. They had like I guess because the weekly episodes every week is you know they're in that world of COVID. Yeah, so like you go to the courtroom and everyone has mask and. The person on on the stand has like a divider. It's just like it's so weird. It's like I don't want to watch a show or a movie where it focuses on that Mm -hmm. or that's still in the environment because right now that's not how I see the world because I've been this has only been one year of we'll say 36 years that I've experienced this. So the way Hollywood has now taken like how they're handling it, it feels like this is how the world is right now forever. And it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know about that. And then, it, and then it brings in consistencies, right? Like uh, a show like Your Honor, which is uh, pretty big earlier this year. Was it was this, this year? year? Was that this year? Yeah, Your that Honor was this year. My God, the Brian wow. Cranston show it was early in um, the year. Yeah, towards the end of the season, they have COVID going on in the show. Um, and then what was the other show? Oh, Superstore, the sitcom. Also, one where they have COVID going on, but it's like they have masks and they don't have masks. So it's like it's it's there's inconsistency. Even Brooklyn Nine. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine, it like had COVID going on too. And the, like you see people in the background wearing masks or not wearing masks, and it was just like it's just we're we all know that one day eventually this will be gone and we'll go back to normal. And I think we're on the path to getting back to normal. Yeah. Um, like we were in the movie theater for Eternals, and we were at no social distancing. And no, it, we yes, were hundred percent. It felt kind of weird, mm-hmm. but I think a few minutes into the film, I forgot, and I was like, okay, my world is kind of yeah. going back. I had my mask on though. Yeah, but you also were wearing a bubble suit too, which is kind of weird. Yeah, well, I mean, like we but, had our popcorn. That so put our here's mask the thing. On, yeah. I went. Uh, this is, I guess, maybe Cineplex. You want to be, if you're listening to this, maybe you should be more aware of it. Um, when when people are coming into Cineplex, mm-hmm. there is people with phones who are scanning QR codes, and 
checking ID and then there are some people who are not yeah. and I was witnessing that I'm like yeah. I just don't believe all these people who have actually are actually vaccinated they have like it just it's so easy yeah. to fake a certificate but the QR code is not easy to yeah like because it, it, you actually have to scan right? and it shows the name and, yeah. it, and it's all there so I think maybe when I saw that I'm like I don't trust the environment that I'm in yet yeah. to just have my mask off sure and I just no, even like fair. the characters that we experience in these um yeah cuz we theaters, cause I just we, don't believe that they're vaccinated cuz we are you know we are uh, I'm saying this like joking around we're we're part of that press elite now so this was the first uh opening night marvel film that we've been at together mm. since um endgame or yeah. even far from or home whatever, far from you know home, yeah. no, well, I, I guess the three of us since endgame yeah, yeah. right so i'm like man this is a packed theater and no usually for press screenings it's a lot quieter and there's yeah. no one sitting around us right yeah. so um it was it was it was definitely fun being back and hearing audience reactions and things like that yeah. but uh what a difference from when we saw tenant last year where i think we were more scared being in a the theater yeah. and i haven't re- i've i've rewatched i haven't rewatched it fully but anytime i see tenant on tv or i see it in my library i'm just like I want to go back to this, but it also brings you back to a time period, a time period. Mm, Right. And everything that was surrounding that. Yeah. No, I get that. Speaking of a time period and COVID and all that fun stuff, black Panther. Oh, sorry. Black Panther, uh, black Panther, Wakanda forever shutting down production as Letitia Wright recovers from onset injury. This is coming from Boris kid of the Hollywood reporter. Disney's highly anticipated Black Panther sequel was has hit a new speed bump. The Marvel feature Black Panther Wakanda Forever is temporarily shutting down due to the severity of the injury sustained by star Letitia Wright. Sources close to the production tell The Hollywood Reporter. Wright has sorry, Wright was injured in late August while the film was shooting a sequence involving a stunt rig on location in Boston. At the time, Marvel Studios said Wright's injury would ultimately not impact the shooting schedule of the film. After the injury, Wright left for London, where the star has been since, while the production shot around her character. Shuri, the sister of Black Panther T'Challa, right? Uh, sorry, T'Challa, uh, the, oh my goodness, the sister of Black Panther T'Challa. Wright's Shuri became a fan favorite breakout in the 2018 blockbuster, which grossed $1.3 billion and won three Oscars. When star Chadwick Boseman died from cancer in August 2020, the character was elevated as the lead of the sequel. Sources say the production is taking a hiatus to reconfigure the shoot and get things back on track for a 2022 restart or early 2022 restart. The shutdown is expected to begin the week of Thanksgiving. So... We heard a few weeks ago that Marvel was shifting a bunch of their dates. Black Panther is now coming out in November. It was supposed to come out in July of 2022. Uh, Letitia Wright um, also has been in the news for her vaccine beliefs and apparently spreading that on set as well, too. So now her injury uh, is severe enough that they're actually shutting down production. Where are you guys? Or I'm going to start with you, Shay. Where are you with right now with this, Shay? Uh, how do you feel about production shutting down? How do you feel about Shuri being the lead of the film? There's a lot to unpackage here. Yeah, I mean, production shutting down always sucks, but it's we, we know that it happens in every movie. Like, look, yeah. look at Mission Impossible 7. It's been filming for four years, and that feels... Feels like it, yeah. And I think they just wrapped filming, so that's crazy. Um, in terms of Letitia Wright, I wish it was Lupita Nyong'o. 
I wish it was her that was taking over as the lead. Yeah. I think she was a lot more interesting. I think that she can carry a film as well. Whereas I don't think Letitia Wright can. I think she's a great side character to have, but Lupita Nyong'o is phenomenal. She, she has a presence. She has a presence. And she was so entertaining in the first Black Panther film. Um, and I, and, I, and again, I, I think Letitia, I, I don't know if it's an injury. And if it is, awesome. Good for her. Well, not good for her. Uh, hold, wait, on, hold on, man. Wait. Hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Hold wait. on. Not good for her, but I hope she gets better. Hope Sorry, she recovers, that, that's what yes. I meant. My, my, my apologies. You, you think it's something else. You don't, I think, think, you don't I, think it's an injury. I think you, think it's it's a little, uh, you think there's more to this. I think there's a lot yeah. more to package because this story came out the same day as the Emilio. Emilio Estevez. And Disney knows they can throw Emilio Estevez to the fire of saying, yeah, it's it's vaccine, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. But Letitia, they know they got to keep that in the, in the presence of good faith. So I think there's a lot more to this, but I mean, that's my tinfoil hat. Uh, but let's see what happens. I hope she gets better uh, if she's sick or hurt or whatever it is. But yeah, I wish it was Lupita personally. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she was um, set to be the lead. This I, is all coming out now. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's interesting. Um, my take on it is I don't know much based on I only know what the media has kind of talked about. So I can't I don't know her story. So I don't know what happened to her. And I know she's, there's been stories about Letitia um, talking about, you know, facts and all that stuff. And yeah. it's caused a lot of rift with the Black Panther uh, cast and crew. Cast and crew. Yeah. So it just seems like her name has been brought up quite a bit in the past couple of months in regards to this movie trying to be made. And then Chadwick, his passing also leads to this the, just the sadness of the story still being uh, main, and it, there's a lot of baggage that this movie has. A lot that, going into it. A lot of things they have to address, and they have to address. So I don't know. I don't. I can't say much about it. I don't know what to an extent is this this injury, but it seems like it seems like just because you know if if Emilio and Disney are having issues with being vaccinated on set. And it seems like Letitia doesn't want to be vaccinated at all. How is she? How are we still making this movie? I and feel that's like the idea that I'm kind of like the path I'm going down. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a serious injury. And if it is, I hope she gets better. But if it isn't, then it's a political thing that's happening that yeah. we are not aware of. I feel like, um, you know, obviously, because we had a few months ago, you know, she kind of got off social media because she was posting a bunch of stuff on her feeds and stuff like that. I feel like. Again, this is this is purely speculation. She could one hundred percent been injured. Um, we also know that in the past studios say things to you know, let people keep face and stuff like that as mm-hmm. well too. Um, I'm just like I'm wondering if they're shutting down for a few months. Just like maybe Ryan Coogler's like maybe let me retool the story. Let me figure out some scripts. Let's figure out what we can do to change things up a little bit. I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm like I I get that she's injured and we wish her all the best clearly but i also think there's going to be a lot of retooling behind the scenes and we're going to see maybe some changes to this movie and i wouldn't be surprised if it gets delayed into 2023 into that february spot in 2023 because black the first black panther did so well in february and i could see them wanting to continue that success um february 2023 that's my prediction of where this movie is going to get moved to next because next year marvel is not short for content at all mm-hmm. you know you think of the disney plus series alone i think we're going to have five or six of them next year so we're going to have a bunch of 
uh, Marvel uh, shows and movies, so Black Panther could easily be pushed into the following year. Some quick updates for you. Chris Pratt to voice Garfields. Okay. Uh, Gal Gadot <laughs> to play Evil Queen and Snow White. Sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know... You know, it's been an. It, I can't wait. Are we ever going to see Death on the Nile? By the way, you know, Army Hammer, Gal Gadot, and Letitia Wright. That should come out. That movie's just a that trifecta. Movie that movie should PR nightmare. TBS, like, just oh my, God. with commercials. <laughs> like, is is the story about Army eating people? Is did, that uh, why the Death on the Nile happened? Did uh, did Kenneth Branagh direct it as well? Yeah. He's probably just like, no, let me have He's Belfast. Like, let okay. me have my Belfast. Let me win my Oscar for Belfast, He's, and let's never he release. Said this he said he wants it to come out because he believes it's a good film. Well, it's, well, well he directed it, so you better believe yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But he also he's knows like, that he has a good thing going on with Belfast. Yeah, yeah 100%. He needs to let that but wave like, ride. Chris Pratt now being Garfield. First is Mario, now it's yeah. Garfield. It's but just like... It's weird. It's like... Why Garfield? Hollywood like, only casts like three people yeah, all the like, time. You have all these great voice actors, and you have people that probably love doing it. Like Bill Murray did a fantastic job. Yeah. I get that he can't come back. I get that. But why Chris Pratt? And I don't even hate Chris Pratt. But no, it's just, like, it's just a why? weird. It's I just, just a, like Chris Pratt. Personally. It's just it's just a weird choice. It's a weird choice. It's just like, but why? Honest, why? The worst choice though definitely is Gal Gadot as yeah. the evil queen. She's not a good actress. No, we've discussed nope. this many times. She cannot pull off this role. What the hell are they thinking? Nope. She know she know Angelina Jolie like that, and she's just not good. She's yeah. just not a good actor. Like she can pull off certain things. Yeah, but. All her recent work, especially Red Notice, oh my god, she doesn't have chemistry with any of her characters. Well, uh, we'll see what this is going to be all about. Sophia Batella to star in Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. This is his uh, space Star Wars Netflix film that's going to be coming out. I like Sophia. She's a good actress. Yeah, I like Sophia mm-hmm. as well. She too. could play Evil Queen. Yeah, she could play Evil Queen for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Um, and then finally, Eternals pulled from Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Kuwait in apparent ban. Uh, but according to Deadline, an edited version of Eternals will be releasing. Uh, so we'll see uh, for the normal stuff for um, sexual scenes and for the portrayal of like homosexuality. homosexuality. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we heard earlier this week that Disney was not going to edit it, but now supposedly they are. So we'll keep you up to date on what actually ends up happening. But what do you think will happen? I think they'll be like, you know what? We want more money. And we're going but to like, cut are they going to get a lot of money out of those areas to warrant? Sure, and a and, and that's the thing, right? But, and that goes back to, and it's so funny because Disney's very funny. They're going to edit this video, this movie, to make more money. They won't give Emilio Estevez a, his his you know a second season because he's not vaccinated. It's just like you need to pick a, a side. Either you're you're on the right side or you're on the bad, the, the wrong side. Because the wrong side in this case, I think, is to edit any of the movie that the director has has yeah. There are any religious beliefs or anything like that. There's Just definitely don't show, a, don't show the movie. I, I get you. There's there's that um, there's that moral integrity where you're like yeah. okay, um, and I get vaccination different, but it's also just like. There's there's a line that you're like, okay, are you a moral company or are you not a moral company? Yeah, because right? they already made the decision that they're moral in the sense that yeah, I want my people vaccinated, but then they become not moral when it's like but we're gonna we're cut gonna, this, this and a that, powerful and scene because two men kissed are you fucking kidding me yeah get the fuck out of here it's 2022 it's not he's it. living in the future already like, eh? i remember when we were yeah, it's when, yeah <laughs> we, were there, we were waiting for that kiss scene to happen i remember all of us were just kind of like let's see how the yeah, audience how reacts. gonna react yeah 
And uh, to to report back, pleasantly surprised, they didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was no. no weird reactions. I was really hoping that no one would be like, because yeah. that would ups- have upset me. Oh, for sure. But I'm glad that everyone was just kind of like, oh yeah, we accept this. I'm like, thank God. Yeah, because it, it, it's just interesting because it was such a, like a loving scene as well. It too. was. People like I, I don't get like when I it's just, it's just so confusing to me. Like yeah, like regardless of your beliefs or anything, it just. Be a be a fucking human being. Yeah, it's you know literally I mean? be a human fucking being. You know, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just be a human fucking being. Be a human fucking being. That's I think our next that, shirt. That's our next shirt, that's right? Our next shirt. Be, be a, a human fucking, fucking. Be a be human. I just fucking don't get it. Yeah. Like, a fucking being. I just don't get it. How is that anger people? I just I don't. don't... Yeah, like hey, listen. I get that you know everyone has religious beliefs and their own personal beliefs, but if that person isn't making out with you. Shouldn't really affect it to you. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't affect you. It's, <laughs> like, are you yeah. for real. It shouldn't affect you're you. You're not kissing this person. Close your eyes if yeah. it upsets you. I, I, always, I think it just always comes up. Hey, if you're no, against, it's uh, because if you're against this, then don't. Then shut the fuck up. Kids, <laughs> kids are gonna be like, no, so they're gonna come get confused on. So I'll be honest. I've seen a lot of dudes kiss. At yeah. no point in my life was I like, nah, that must mean That's, that I must kiss a guy. Yeah. I know I'm straight, so I'm okay with that. Like, I mean, that could be a little bi. Who knows? Yeah, you know, the, the jury's still out. I made a very. I was telling you, I was made, yeah. wearing a very passionate argument about how good looking Chris Evans was. We've done that before. Yeah, Brian Gosling as well. Brian Gosling. A lot of white dudes. Any brown dudes we like? Yeah, I mean, Kumail's body looks good. Kumail is. Riz Ahmed's a handsome man. Yeah, very. Simulu is a handsome man. Simulu, yeah. Live the life that you want to live. Don't be an asshole. Be good yeah, to people 100%. and love who you love. And love yeah. who you love. That's, that's all that it comes down to. Be a to. human fucking being. Be a be, human fucking being. Be a human. And don't let anyone tell you being. otherwise. Let's get into the box office. Cha-cha-ching! Anthony doesn't do it. It's okay. Yeah, he, he refrained. Eternals is soaring to a $71 million opening. That is the fourth biggest opening of the pandemic, uh, but also the lowest opening for an MCU movie since 2015's Ant-Man, which opened to $57 million, but the highest ever opening for Chloe Zhao. So, kind of what we expected, but Eternals is doing well. Mm-hmm. Nice to see it. And hopefully more people will see it. Still blows me away. That it has that. What's that Rotten Tomato score for right now? Fifty-one, I think. Fifty or forty. It has a green splat. Now, first time ever for a Marvel Studios film. I'll get the official. Uh, it is absolutely shocking. Forty-seven now. Forty-seven. 47. So it's critics are split sh- on it. Critics are not split. They, there's a like if you go to the list, people. But that's but critics, that's like half. Though. That's half. That's so. half. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 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 I hold hold I your point. I just want to know what the what are they thinking? But that but that's the thing. When we see something's rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, people assume it means that movie's a, a what, 40%? Yeah. Oh, that's a 4 out of 10 movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just means 48% of the critics didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. Right? It, and that's the misconception all the time with Rotten Tomatoes, that people think a movie that's 96%, that means, oh, that movie got 96% right. I'm like, no. 9 out of 10. No, it yeah. doesn't mean that. It's not that at all. It could, it could be... It could be 91% of people said that movie is a 6 out of 10. Yeah. And a 6 out of 10 isn't a strong rating. You know? Um, so right now, Eternals is sitting at about a 5.6 out of 10 average rating. So what is that? On IMDb? On, 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 on Rotten Tomatoes? Tomatoes? Like if you were to like actually take those scores yeah. and put it to a number. Okay. So that 5.6. What's the audience rating right now? 81%. So that's a good, health, that's a good healthy audience rating. Yeah, it was about 4. Which, I mean, again, I... It blows my mind that this is the lowest rated MCU film. I, I was talking to Daniel about this, and I, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. I would never watch Black Widow again. Like, Black Widow to me was a bad film this year. In nope. terms of MCU, I didn't like it. 
and that to me deserves yeah. to be at a much lower oh, rate. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Without question. But right? Eternals being this low, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's an actually it's a good movie. It's well made. Sure, there are some issues with it. I'll obviously acknowledge that. But not this low. I thought I thought not it would be low. like I thought it would stay in the seventies or eighties. Like yeah. the low, low, low 80s, at, at worst, 70s. That's what it would do. You know, so to see it drop this low again, to, uh, to each their own, yeah. it's fine. But a lot, there's so much conversation on both sides about like, this movie is only getting bad ratings because it's diverse. Well, it's not true. Yeah, that's not true. But also, there's a lot of people criticizing this movie because it is diverse. And so there's, there's shit being thrown from all directions. And that's just where we are right now with the I way movie discourse yeah. is. Like, it's I just, just, it's I'm not going to get in an argument with what critics think is good no. and what it's not. But it's it's actually pretty sad to see that it got that score because it's actually a really good film and this is coming from like someone who's just i'm just being honest like i'm not looking at the story i think it's a great story to watch yeah. and it's a completely different marvel movie that you'll ever experience yeah it d- deals with a lot of like family issues and in, in in the sense of like relationships and and just like how people can be manipulating manipulative yeah. in a family it's very mature it's, it's very very mature and there's there's a lot of like when i watched it the second time i was like wow i you, you watch it with you know your fresh eyes fresh yeah. eyes and you're just like man this is this is a pretty sad story yeah. and it's a pretty sad dynamic that's happened i think chloe's out did a fantastic job i didn't like like i said i didn't like her first film or her, her no film, man land no man land her, her bigger movie yeah no man land yeah, neither but it was still like a great film in the sense that it had well made well made yeah great cinematography i just didn't see how the critic like critics were saying this is amazing and it's beautiful and yeah and i just didn't yeah and we, we also when we say critics obviously we are film critics as well yeah. mm-hmm. i know we're we use it as like that the royal critics like the like the people who are on their pedestal but that's type what critics, i look you know? at critics when i see critics from any fucking newspaper they're the fucking gatekeepers of the f- we're, yeah. we're the critics for the people yeah the, we are the critics we're for the, the people critics of the people i'm not going to sure. go sit down in a chair and and give you like the my 100 cents of how this yeah like you're not going to give your critical i will never theory say, analysis like, of it well, i go to cans and this is how i see films and this is this i look is, I, lo- movies, I look down so. upon the, the, yeah. the marvel cinematic yeah, as like, destroying cinema no we no. we go watch like for example a movie like red notice we did not like that movie at all. And I was seeing some tweets. Luckily, critics aren't. A, a Luckily, a lot of critics. But, but the ones that were, I was just like, they kept tagging the actors in it and like talking about how much they loved them. But I'm like, you're not talking about the movie at all. No. You're just saying like, oh, Dwayne Johnson's always a good guy. He's always amazing. Always funny. It's like, okay. But the, how was the movie though? Did you actually like this movie? Because yeah. you're telling me you didn't like Eternals? Okay. Right. And, and again, love what you love. And yeah, I love what you yeah, for sure. Like, Yes, fuck us because that's our opinion. But oh, like, for sure. whatever. Like, sorry, I got a little bit heated there. No, that's a, you didn't get really too heated. You didn't get too heated. You didn't get too I heated. think you, 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 you can get hotter. You, you can get hotter. See me underneath here. No. no, but I think to your credit though, where you, where you look at Black Widow, and I think yeah, Black Widow was such a film from like that movie should have come out five years ago. It didn't really progress anything in the MCU. It was just it was just a movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a six out of ten. But then you look at Eternals, which is like beautifully made doing something completely different but it's still in that same world and people were waiting for chloe zhao people are like chloe zhao is going to save the mcu wait for her movie she's going to do something that no one's ever seen before and she did and a lot of people didn't like it Mm -hmm. and it's very interesting to give you some context which is kind of alarming here um i i said that on on rotten tomatoes eternals is sitting at a 5.9 right yeah 
and it's at 43% or 47%, something right? like that. Yeah. Black Widow is sitting at 79%, which makes you think that, oh, it's an 8 out of 10 film, but it's only at a 6.9 out of 10. It's only yeah. a one-point differential. Yeah, So and, and that's Eternals. the thing. You, you got to understand the numbers. Like, this is just math. Yeah. People, and I'm saying people, like, we look at these numbers and think that this number is equal to the quality of the film that's made, mm. and it's not, because there's tons of movies, and we should, we should 100% do a topic of the show. Maybe next week we could do it, where we just, let's, let's each bring, like, 10 movies that we love that have Ron to, to, like, Ron Tomato scores. Cool. That'd be, like, a fun thing to go through and be like, yeah, this movie, we love it, but it has a Ron Tomato score. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's get into some trailers. Trailers. Uh, last week we weren't here, so we did not get to talk about how much that light year trailer oh fucking god. rocked oh, oh my, my god. god moving on uh no light year <laughs> let's talk about that for what a an trailer hour. what trailer a trailer, trailer. speaking of chris evans um what a voice as buzz lightyear didn't really hear him yeah, we didn't though. really hear him and he did that yeah you know right before he said and beyond yeah you know but i wanted this this movie looks Gorgeous. I I never has a as a trailer for a Pixar film hit me this hard. Yeah. yeah, it was so well done. Like just hearing I'm a star man. Right, like, right. A Top Gun for some reason. Like, Top, Gun, Top Gun, First vibes. Man, yeah. Interstellar, like, like Top Gun related. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it looked like this. I'm like, did they somehow shoot this animated movie on film? Yeah. Like how? Where did they, like it? Just Pixar is doing something like we saw it in Soul, obviously. Where there's there's the the looks where there's the more the character looks that they go for like it's something like Luca yeah and then they go like okay yeah but this is this the, is this is the movie that we do to progress the the animation yeah. world and the you're movie, just like push what? the needle forward yeah we're like what the like looking it's oh, just amazing the Starman David Bowie starts playing and it just looks beautiful and I it think we all gorgeous. love space movies here and I'm like man this makes me want to watch Interstellar and yeah. and add Astra and The Martian and all of these movies it looks so damn it just looks so emotional yeah it looks it looks gritty too. Like yeah, it looks gritty. And there's that sequence where he's staring out the 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 I guess the window, and it's raining, and it's just like the lighting just looks so good on yeah. him. Yeah, and I I'm I'm so shocked that this is a Pixar film because I yeah. feel like you know Pixar movies are always going to be these, these family oriented s- stories and cartoonish looking characters. This is the first I've ever seen a Pixar film looks different, other than you know we know Luca. Has that Pixar vibe? Luca had a this bit of a different feel. Has to a it. Pixar vibe, but it looks more mature. Yeah, look like yeah. Soul was right. Looks like it looks like it's for the audiences that grew up with Toy Story. Like when we were kids, this, when watching you've, Toy you've Story, grown up with it. We're now in our close to thirties, thirties. You know. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious though. Like this movie is coming out next June. I want to say. Yeah. Um. Will this be? Uh, directed at Disney Plus. No, no. You think this will go theaters this, only? This has got to be. They know that what they have here. It's to, it's Toy Story. First of all, it's a Toy Story related film. They know what they have here, and I, I think, hope so. I think by then we'll be in a much better place as well. Yeah, because um, like thinking back to like the Soul and thinking back to Luca. Um, to Luca, I'm like, man, like big Pixar films getting Disney Plus, not even Premier Access, Disney Plus Drop, like yeah. drops. No, this is this has got to be a theater experience. I would June hope seven, June seventeenth, twenty twenty two. We'll be there. Do we know if there's any other Pixar films dropping next year? I'll find out for you. Continuing on, we got a new trailer for Morbius. Isn't there the one with the monster? She's a raccoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, red. red uh, big red? Not big red. Big red. 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 Oh, my red God. Is she a raccoon or a monster? She's like a, no, she's, a, she's a from Toronto, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah the one by... Uh, she's like a... She's, yes, she's like a... Domi Shi. Domi Shi directed him. it. Is that next year too? That is next year. I'll find out. I think out that's for in you. March. I think that's coming out in March. But Anthony, what do you think of Morbius? 
Oh man, it's like Vampire Venom. Vampire just, Venom. That's, Vampire Venom. Like that's man, that's a great way of putting this it. This is yeah. this is a movie that's it should have come out like what two years ago? A year or and a year, bit ago. A year yeah. and a bit ago. Um, n- no. It's all like. <laughs> No, no, no! I'm not. I'm not excited for this film. The at first all. trailer was actually a good trailer, but this, I liked the first trailer. The yeah. first trailer was a good trailer, but this trailer was a mess. And why is it almost three minutes long? So it's called Turning Red. Turning Red, and it'll be out March 11th. That's it. Lightyear is directed by Angus McLean and Pete Doctor. There you go. So we got some Pete Doctor on there, right? Pete's coming yeah. in just. And to... Domi Shi obviously is directing Turning Red. Yeah, um, love Domi Shi. Yeah, Morbius. Weird ass trailer because they didn't show us that much new stuff it was a lot of retreading with the old stuff yeah. that they've shown us before but then they wanted to tie it in with the venom and spider-man we universe. see rhino and black cat on the newspaper yeah and you hear about like you know you see the oscorp building you see you know toby spider-man like it just looks messy yeah it's toby spider-man though but the picture is from the spider-man game, game. so it's just like this movie looks like like you see what the MCU is doing, but then it feels like Sony's still in that. Like we're still in the Amazing Spider-Man universe where yeah. we're just doing random stuff, and it just so doesn't look. This character takes place in we which don't know universe. We don't, we don't know because if Rhino and Black Cat are yeah, but also Michael Keaton's Vulture is in this trailer. Yeah. Oh yes. So you're just like, what is it's this? Like, it's all universes combined, and including Venom because he even says I'm Venom, and then he says the I'm actually Mark Morbi. I'm like that line yeah. is so yeah. awkward. It's interesting because he's, he's who? Venom. Yeah. It's interesting because he he is a villain. Like, I guess he's like an anti-hero, right? And Blade, Morbius, yeah. yeah. And Blade plays a huge part in his yeah, story. He bites well. Blade. Morbius right. bites Blade. Right. Yeah. So, Do you remember in the... Sorry, go ahead. So it's like, how do these two talk to each other? Because we know Blade is going to eventually come out. Yeah. And are they? is this is this the MCU just preparing to like... I don't mush everything in together. I don't. I think the way the MCU is going to address it is multiverses. That's a different that's multiverse. it, multiverses. Nope, that's not our world. That's not our world. Do you uh, do you remember the the Fox TV show Morbius? Yeah, yeah. Well, not, well on Spider Man, he would have the suckers on his hands. The suckers on his hands because they weren't allowed to show the. And, but, and they would. That to me was also more frightening than a oh one hundred percent. And he'd be like, "I'm getting the plasma from them." And I'm obviously it's a key to what plasma is. Yeah. Obviously, it's part of blood. But yeah. like, man, when he had the suckers on his hands, I was like, "This is way more." terrifying than a vampire this is way worse the suckers on the hand yeah i hate that fangs i'm like what the point of the fangs yeah (laughs) just for show even the flying part was so weird yeah Yeah. it's it's always so funny that the censorship stuff that we see uh the righteous gemstone season two we got our first look this is coming in january 2022 uh we loved season one i just rewatched it a few months ago i yeah me too i'm gonna probably start it again now because it's just so damn good damn good so excited for this uh i'm gonna go rapid fire through the next ones but then we'll get stop and talk about the ones you care about swan song sing two sorry because i was looking at swan song sing two (laughs) you said it kind of like weirdly because i was looking at i was like swan song sing two i'm like what is that (laughs) uh house of gucci stranger things Season four, we got a new look at that. The Unforgivable, Moonfall, and the Book of Boba Fett's. Um, so, Book of Boba Fett, obviously, we were also off last week when this dropped. So, we got some another big major uh, trailer. This is coming out in December. Looks great. Looks like more Mandalorian worlds and a lot more connections to the prequel worlds of Star Wars, which I think is just getting so much more love now, 20 years later. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of this trailer? Uh, I liked it. Yeah, it was, it, cool. it, it was yeah. cool. Like I'm, I'm interested to see this you know boba fett and his own story elements and i was i'm trying to how many years have passed since return of the jedi it's been five years right okay because he looks so 
he looks older. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I didn't, it's like, been I, a long I, time. I, never, I don't picture that dude under the helmet. Yeah. But yeah, we never I also, I guess it helps because we never saw him under the helmet, right? But then if you picture... Because there's clones. It's all the clones, kid right? when... Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Right? But Attack of the Clones was, I think, like... 20 years. 20 or 25 years before, 20, right? Or th- maybe 30 years. I'm not too sure. Bob, no, Bob, no, less than that, because less than no, Luke no, was, was 18. Yeah, but he they don't have Luke until Return of the Revenge of the Sith until a New Hope. Re- Luke Revenge. is like twenties, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. Revenge of the Sith is how many years after Attack of the Clones? I'm gonna say two, three, because they they're Revenge literally... of the Sith is how many years after Attack after of Attack of the Clones? Oh, it's probably a good five years, right? Yeah, yeah, five years. So they were just they yeah. So that makes sense. Anakin and Pad- Padme were just together for five years. No one knew. I guess so. No fucking way. Disadvantage. Wait, wait, wait. But they don't have the kids until the end of Into the Sith. Yeah. No, I know that, but yeah. like they get married at the end of Attack of the Clones, right? But no one knows oh, of their re- yeah, yeah. relationship. Yeah, but we don't know. I mean, five years? It's, all, it's, it's space all, magic, it's you know? Space, space, space magic. You know, Maybe space it was the Midichlorians. You okay, know? so he was what? He was sand? How old sand. was he in Attack of Clones? 10? I don't know, man. <laughs> Who? Who? Anakin? No, Boba. Boba? Boba? He was 10. Know. Yeah. At 10. Yeah. He watched his dad die. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he grows and he's like, I'm going to become. Yeah, Boba. Dude, he's a bounty hunter, man. It's rough life. Forty years. But he's also a clone, well, right? Look like he's sixty. In yeah. Book of Boba Fett, he's only twenty-three. He just aged a lot because of the midichlorians and yeah. the, the sand. Well, I guess Bo- Boba is not the clone, though. Boba, the, no, he's a yeah. clone. Though. He's the one that the clones are based the clones off are of. Based off of. Um, but yeah, we'll see. But here's the thing, though. Mandalorian, I think, is so much more of a interesting character than Boba Fett now because he's had those two se- seasons of the show. So now that we're going back to Boba Fett as a character, I'm like, oh, I'm like, what's Mando? I never up to? understood the hype around Boba Fett. I'll be honest with you. I don't know because I think he was just his like, slave ship was pretty cool, you know, and the like slave the one? carbonite thing, and yeah. he was always like he was a bounty hunter that people would know because there's so many bounty hunters. I've always known Shay to hate Boba Fett. I always I, like, I, I know you, Boba you Fett. hated the hype around Boba Fett. Oh, I never hated. It was more like I didn't never get it. get it. I didn't get it. I was like, oh, yeah. I've always known Shane to to Shay to not understand the hype behind Boba. Yeah. Fett. I just went like, oh, okay. Like, what other um, bounty hunters do you know? In the I know a Star- couple. Star Wars universe. I can't tell you about them, though. Like, I only know Boba oh, Fett. Oh, yeah. No, in Star Wars, it's just him, which is cool. He's cool. I'm not going to take that away. I just never... Like, he's people the, were, the like, coolest of them. People would have, like, tattoos of him. They're like, yeah. I'm like, this guy has no character development. You don't really know no, much he's just, about him. And then he dies in the dumbest way. He's I'm a sorry. racist, too. Like, did yeah. you guys know that? Yeah. There's a tattoo of him on him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I don't know. But also, it's, it's, it's cool. funny with Boba Fett. Like, he's getting redeemed now because he, like, Re- Return of the Jedi. Um, it's a silly. It's one of the silliest. Are we going to see ones. a scene that's more than out of the Sarlacc pit? I yes. think we'll. I think for we'll sure. See that He's going to sure. blow that fucker up, and then that will be your. Be his, I, I just pictured that as Anthony's his, tweet. His hand will come out of the, the sand up. sand pit, yeah. and that's how it's that he survived. I'm, hey, I'm down. I'm I just don't like seeing him this. without the mask because it's just like. Oh man! And then you he start loves- asking these questions about time, and Anthony hates time. <laughs> he loves not wearing the mask now. He does, yeah. Uh, Stranger Things. What do you guys think of that new look? I love it. Speaking of age, they all look way too old. Now. <laughs> they're like in their they're like thirties. I, I think they have kids now. Yeah, his Adam's apple was sticking out like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh- <laughs> <laughs> you're just shaving in the middle of no, the season. Just, they have to keep shaving. This is like <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> yeah, 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 Ben Platt's like, oh, oh thank God. <laughs> Do you guys need me to I'll take over? <laughs> Do you want to play a teacher? No, I have a wig you. already. Uh, out this week, No Time to Die will be available to rent on Tuesday. This is the U- this is in U.S. only, but I'm hoping it makes its way here to Canada. Uh, do you guys foresee this being a, a thing going forward, like quick to home yes. rental? Yeah. Because I know Halloween Kills now, you could rent it in Canada. Yeah, 100%. All that. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully. Just because yeah. of the box office, people, these movies are dropping like 62%. Yeah. Just fucking release it. Sorry. Release it on. You already said it. But I just <laughs> wish I could. So... I, w- I want to buy it, though. I don't want to rent it for $30 after I've seen it in theaters, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, I want to buy it after I've I seen think it. It's starting the new year. Hopefully, we have same day and yeah. day and date release. Like, I can't wait for Eternals to be on Disney Plus, which will probably be right on. I could see them being like, hey, Christmas Day Eternals is on. On, is on Disney Plus because that's yeah. about 45 days from now, I right? Do you it. think movie, like, we know a lot of movies are going to that, what, 30, 40 day, 45 day window? Five. Minimum, I think. Do you yeah. think that will continue or do you think that yes. Disney yes. Will, or whoever will be like, you know what, let's just release it in theaters and at home at the same time? I think they, they've, and, they've made deals now that it's 45 yep. days exclusive for the next, I don't know how long they locked that in for, but it's 45 days exclusive. Then Disney could put it on Disney Plus. But other studios like Universal that don't really have their own streaming service other than like Peacock, they could put it for rent in iTunes and stuff like that and then maybe buy it later on. But I just like for Bond, like I, w- I would buy No Time to Die Tuesday if it's available. Yes. But I don't want to rent it for $30. $30. Yeah. No, no, no. Especially after seeing it in theaters. If, if Bond came out to rent for $30 and it wasn't in theaters, like we are in the pandemic, I would have done it. Yeah. But to rent it after i've seen it already in theaters no uh belfast speaking of kenneth brana that is coming out this week in theaters night raiders which we saw at tiff which was a was a pretty good movie uh will be out in theaters this week as well too red notice which you could catch a review for right now on the movie podcast feed will be out on friday on netflix and speaking of Friday, it is Disney Plus Day. So we're not entirely sure what that's going to look like, what our coverage is going to look like for that. But know that we will be covering it all on Monday's episode. We know Shang-Chi, Jungle Cruise, Chao, Alberto, Home Sweet Home Alone, Olaf Presents, A New Simpson Short, Dope Sick, A New Marvel Star Wars trailers are all going to be coming out on Friday. So uh, keep an eye out on the movie podcast for our reviews for Home Sweet Home Alone, which we'll have this week. And whatever news Disney decides to drop on the stage. Shay, tell us what you're watching this week. Well, where do I start, Daniel? I'll start at the top. Uh, Army of Thieves, which we have a review out for as well. Uh, Finch, we have a review out for. Red Notice, we have a review out for. Um, Dune, we have a review out for. I went to go see that with my girlfriend. We want to watch it uh, in VIP. How was the VIP experience? Great, because this is the, the newer VIPs at Young and Eglinton. And they have the recliner seats. So I'll be honest with you, I got very tired watching. Did you? Movie. Did it have like the little side table that comes in front of it? Had yeah. The side table. It even had like the. You actually removed the middle one. Yeah. And then um, I like pulled my seat all the way back, and I was like, "This movie's so good." Yeah. And I was like falling asleep because it was so comfortable. Those seats. It's dangerous how comfortable those new yeah. seats Again, are. Again, fantastic movie. I enjoyed it more this time around. That I kind of. It was your better, second time watching it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I had a better lens on it. Um, Eternals, we went to go watch on opening night. Uh, I watched Gone Girl, Interstellar again. <laughs> Fuck, man. What am I not watching Interstellar yeah, Interstellar is always on here. It, it, I had to show my friends because my friends, they'd seen it when it came out. I'm like, no, no, guys, you have to watch it again and we're going to get high. And buddy, was it an experience? It was so, like, they were all glued to the screen. They mm-hmm. had an amazing time watching it. Um, because we're still high, we're like, let's put on Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Phenomenal movie again. Yeah. I absolutely love the movie. I haven't watched it probably in a year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, great film. And then he, on Friday, Big Mount Season 5 came out. So I just binged the whole series in Did you finish day. it? I finished it. Uh, fucking hilarious. I love this show. There's something about this show that Nick Kroll just... 
it hits me in all the right places. It's 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 our type of humor for sure. Yeah, it is just so funny and it's so self aware. I just love it. I had a great time of the season. Uh, Anthony, how about yourself? What did you watch the last two weeks? I guess um, not a lot. I couldn't remember the first the last week, so I'm just gonna talk about what I watched. This That's week. okay. I'm uh, here for it. Eternals, which we have a review for. It. Shay has said it. Red Notice, Finch, Army of Thieves. Um, those are all available in our podcast. Uh, feed and you can see it in the show notes but the two things i watched that were new this week were two new tv series uh, yellow jackets and midnight mass What's Yellow Jackets about? Yellow Jackets. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, and he stopped. I'm I like, is he expecting us here. to ask him about it? Uh, a team of wildly talented high school girl soccer players who become the unlucky survivors of a plane crash deep oh, in the Ontario. Never mind. It's not funny. Ontario wilderness. Oh, okay. So but, it's Canadian. No, Ontario, California. Never mind. Um, yeah. Interesting story. So these, these, these girls who are like... Uh, soccer stars in their high school they go on this trip and they get caught in a plane crash yeah, yeah. that leads to some um, remember the movie alive yeah okay remember how they started eating people oh god is it like yeah. lord of the flies out there it's with like them? lord of the flies jesus but then there's like a lot of flashback moments so there's there's two like there's before the modern crash? time and where they're adults and then there's the flashback when they were kids so christina ricci's in it um oh that's so funny we were just talking about uh the last name ricci before who else is in it? Christina Ricci's in it. Uh, Melaine Lansky is also in it. You probably, if you've seen her, you'll, you'll know who she is. Melaine Lansky. Twen, uh, 20 Cypress is also in it as well. And Ella Prunell, who was in Army of Dark... With the, what's the Zack Snyder film? Ar- Army of the Dead. Uh, Army of the Dead. The, 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 the daughter of Batista's character. Or, yeah, Batista's character. Oh, she's in Melanie well. Lan- Lansky? Melanie Linsky. Melanie Linsky. Yeah. Man, you don't know what she... Oh, up in the air. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a showtime. Oh, and also, what's... Uh, Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. She's also in it as well. So, yeah, interesting story. It's only one episode as of this moment. And then I watched Midnight Mass, which is Mike Flanagan's yearly Halloween horror TV series. Missed the mark for me this time. I, That's what I've been hearing. It's like a, this religious take on vampires. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midnight Masses? Yeah. Oh. But on vampires, yeah, because I don't want to spoil too much. But I yeah, didn't. I had no idea how to do with the vampires. I just thought it had to do with like I knew. I knew it, it dealt a lot with religious themes because it takes place in church a lot. Yes, yeah, so I just it's, didn't a, know it's this secluded area of the world, not secluded, but a secluded town mm. that I guess the only way to travel to it is by boat. It's one of those towns where it's like I'll the, be honest, the road. That's your first problem, right the there. Tide, the tide covers the the road type of mm-hmm. thing, and the only way to get there is either by boat or you have to be at a certain time to get across the street. Yeah, that's yeah. that's your first. They do problem, that a man. lot. There's a lot of that in England where there's a tide. There's like an one one way or one way down, one way yeah. up type of road yeah. that leads to a town. But at the end of the night, the water covers it because of the tide. Anyways, the, the story takes place in this this area, and this new priest comes in who's taking over for a pastor that was there that he was, he's not there anymore because he's sick. Um, and a lot of like history with the care, these people in this town have, you know, come to, um, to fruition. And basically there's some evil deeds happening, but I just couldn't connect with it. And I just couldn't connect with the story, the, the synopsis of this religion being, yeah, part of it so did you finish the story i did watch i watched it all last night 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yesterday. How many episodes? Six. Oh, wow. Oh, back you to burned back. through that. Eh? Yeah, burned through it. That's good. But other than that, like, I haven't watched much. I've been watching a lot of YouTube. What have you been watching on YouTube? Um, I've been watching. So I watched this podcast from Complex, the sneaker. Yeah, the sneaker one's great. The sneaker yeah. podcast. Um, I guess it's called the sneaker podcast on complex and Joe LaPuma's in it. I'm a big yeah. sneaker guy and they talk, they're very much like us and they just talk about sneakers and they have interviews and they have these people who are in the sneaker game for a very long time and they interview them or people who like who celebrities actually, come on and stuff too, right? Celebrities do come on, but a lot of it is people who are in the sneaker culture world. So they'll get people who worked for new balance or for Nike. And, and I, I was intrigued about the storyline of, sneakers because it is a cultural thing yeah now it feels like it's so different than when i was growing up when i was and i don't want to consider myself like an og you never say you're an og but what we are now experiencing in this sneaker culture (laughs) is not the culture it's it's being ripped apart in a sense sure from the soul um yeah i've been watching that i've been watching a lot of reviews on the new macbook pro uh, just speed test because yeah, it's crazy. I'm buying one. Yeah. Oh, you are buying one. Yeah, I am buying one. I'm like, well, I'm gonna buy one before I can't buy one anymore. weren't weren't, weren't we together when you bought it? Yeah, we were watching. Uh, what were you we watching? Oh, it was Scream. Yeah, that it was night. the night we were watching Scream. Yeah. I'm like, I swear we we're, but we didn't record together last. It was Scream we did together. Yeah. yeah. So, Congratulations, man. Uh, other than that, I, I, what's your, I love what's your ship date for yours right now? December nineteenth. Yeah, mine's still the ninth to. It's the gonna come, 16th. I believe. The week of Christmas. It's good. It's a Christmas gift for us. That's great, why. great Christmas gift. I'm so happy for you guys. Yeah. I'll probably buy one next year. I'll wait for one more refresh. Yeah. You don't like this refresh? No, I do like it. I'm I'm thinking like I, I want to trade my wait for one more. I want to trade my Mac in and like if I wait any longer, the value is not going to be there. Yeah. Right. You know? So I'm losing value every year, and I was like, yeah, well, that's that's thing. what they say about us. You know, we lose value every year. We're dying. Slowly. Yeah, we are. We everyone's dying. But other than that, oh, I actually talk about sneakers. I did get a sneaker on Nike. Just one. Just one. No. Left, just, two, a left, two, just a left foot. Just I a got, left foot. I've been looking, I've been trying to get Sakai waffles for so long. That sounds delicious, by the way. Sakai waffles. Sakai is a fast brand. Is that a brand. cereal, by the way? Um, in collaboration with Nike, they make this shoe called the waffle. And they, this one was a Sakai Nike undercover three-way collaboration for this type of shoe. Damn. And I was lucky enough to you were wake up lucky few. six in the morning Put my name in the ballot. Yeah, you got press I, access. And to I it. got it right off the night. <laughs> it was very like shocking because you never win. There's gonna, you always. Are you gonna dead stock them? Are you gonna keep them? Or no, what? I'm gonna definitely keep them. Uh, you know, wear I'm gonna them wear them for that's, sure. That's what I meant. They're they're the citrus colorway. Oh, it's just like a black and yellow. So it kind of reminds me of a yellow jacket. But it looks oh, good oh, under black jeans. It all comes together, right? Eh? Looks good under black jeans. It looks good under like just washed up denim. They're not like a harsh colors. Yeah, but I love. I'm just. You love the sneaks. You the love sneaks. you love to sneak around. I don't know if I like to sneak around. <laughs> no, uh, like when you're wearing when you're wearing sneakers, you're sneaking around. That's what happens. That's that sounds like a predator. <laughs> uh, I've been watching Dune, uh, <laughs> so I went to go see Dune again in IMAX. Looked great. One of my favorite things about watching Dune in IMAX is that I got to see the Batman trailer in IMAX. Oh yeah! And oh my god, that trailer slapped me in the face. Uh, newsroom. I started rewatching it again. I don't know why. Just. I was in the mood for some like Aaron Sorkin dialogue. And when you watch Newsroom, you 100% see how this is the same person that wrote Social Network because it's, uh, especially in season two, it jumps around time a lot. But it's, what's consistent throughout is these different press, these different um, 
I guess, court hearings that they're doing. So mm-hmm. it literally is right. And it's not, it's like a year or two after social network that he did this. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you see that, like it was giving me that social network feel of like, okay, here's a situation now. Let's cut to the courtroom where they're talking about it and kind of cut back. So I don't know. I just in the mood to watch it. Uh, Red Notice, Finch and Army of Thieves. We all watched in the last little week. We all have our reviews out for that. Uh, Hit Monkey, which we'll have a review out for this Friday. Uh, and The Prestige, I ended up watching on Halloween, which I thought was a really good Halloween movie to watch. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about, though, was the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, which is out, which came out um, a Last week or Friday? two weeks ago. I, I guess it came out on the Tuesday. Mm. And I picked it up on the Saturday. Right. Uh, I didn't, I, we, uh, Shay, we, we spoke about this game mm-hmm. back in E3 because I don't think it showed off well when we saw it. Like, I'm like, man, that doesn't, it's not hitting with me. And as much as I liked the campaign for the Avengers game last year, that game is still a mess. And I was like, do I want to, do I want to be that early adopter? But what, what Eidos Montreal did was a Canadian studio who worked on this is that this game is first and foremost, a story driven campaign. There's no microtransaction. There's nothing else. And Holy shit. Yes, we know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are now because of the MCU, but I would argue that the depiction of the Guardians of the Galaxy in this game may be one of the greatest. It's probably like the defining Guardians of the Galaxy. Like Damn. This is taking them out of the comic books. It's giving them their characters, and what an amazing story this game told. I did not mean to buy it. I literally was looking at it on the PlayStation Store, and I was kind of backing through the menus, but instead of hitting circle i hit x and i confirmed my payment i was just like you had x twice so i I bought a game the next day and i'm like i lose back no no no. so i because i have to do it twice yeah no so you have it when you when you're buying on the playstation itself you have paypal set up for it so literally when i was going through it i was like that's true the the pop-up was there and i literally could have just hit accidentally your wallet fell out (laughs) no no no. and i just i just hit x and i bought like oh well i guess i bought it i i I wanted to buy it on sale because it was getting good reviews Mm -hmm. And then I literally, for the next three days, I just burned through that game. It's about a 20-hour campaign. It's a long story, but it is phenomenal. You're going to different planets. Yes, you only control Star-Lord, but the way you could control the other Guardians and get them to do their moves, it's such a well-written game. It's such a a great story. It's probably one of the best-looking games I've played in the last few years as well, too. So I was just so 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 impressed the only things that which they addressed in an update just came out a couple of days ago there are some bugs in the game that have, that have now been squashed it mm-hmm. looks like but um it like this game like i would put it up there with spider-man and miles morales in terms of just the story that they were telling and just making these defining characters because it was phenomenal and if you're looking for a great story driven game and you love marvel like you owe it to yourself to play Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. It is phenomenal. Really, really great story. I was just, I was just locked into it from beginning to end. I'm like, holy shit, like this is great. And just, you get kind of get into the combat of all and just the story. I was just like, wow, this is really impressive. And it's one that you want to take your time with because as you're finding collectibles, they kind of, they will appear on the Milano afterwards and you could initiate conversations. And so a little bit like Mass Effect where you, I was literally like, I found this random thing and I gave it to Drax in the game. And I saw it in his room on the ship afterwards. And then it initiated like a 10 minute cutscene of us just talking about it. And you learn more about him. And it's like, and, and that's for all the characters you'll have these interactions with. And I'm like, holy shit, mm-hmm. like this game is just really is well it like done. A, is it a rated 
mature game? Is it? No, I think it's just a T for teen. Team for teen. I think. Okay. Um, but so yeah. there's no blood or anything like that. There's no blood, but you're also fighting like alien creatures too. So, so like, there's like they don't care. Goo. There's goo. Yeah. There's goo. Slime. And plasma. And I literally, stuff like that. I literally just got a PlayStation uh, gift card today. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm. I guess I know oh, that's nice. yeah. I, I was just, I was just like, in all honesty, I was just really impressed with the story that they told. I'm like, this is, uh, like, if you're fans of games like Uncharted and things like that, where it's just a story game where yes, there's some open world areas, but it's still linear and it's just telling you a great game. And there's also different narrative paths, so you could choose the direction you want the story to move. Some points, so mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, like there's a scene where you have to, uh, you're trying to get into this kind of this uh lady hell i think lady hellbender i think is her name and you need to get into her castle and you have to sell uh you have to try and either sell groot or you could sell rocket because she collects monsters right. and you have to choose which one you want to go and based on who you choose the story will alter will change a little bit right and there's a lot of different character decisions and character dialogues that you could choose while you're playing too so you it really is it's still a, the same story that they're telling, but the path to get there, it's the journey that's going to be different. So it was, it was really good. I was really impressed. And that's all I have to say Yo, about Daniel's Galaxy. super passionate about that. I was, I was just, been, I've been waiting to talk about it because yeah. it's just really good. I'm just, I'm, I'm, you liked it. I'm yeah. just really happy because I did not expect to say even last week that Gardens of the Galaxy is my game of the year. Mm-hmm. And I played some great games this year, but this yo, is yo, my yo, game yo, of the year. You're saying it's game of the year? This is my game of the year. This is my game of the year. That's I, I'm putting it. I'm putting my money on this game right now because I'm like I've been just. What games have come out? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's been there's been quite a few that we've we also, played. We also started playing uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. We Call of Duty Vanguard. Have, yeah, we have a clan up. We do. Yeah. So if and you are uh, if you are a fan of the the CODs of Duty. Yeah. Call of Duty. Call of no. If you're a fan of of, of Call of Duty, if you're playing Vanguard. Join the Wii Podcast plan. Yeah. I'm not no, there. Man. Clan. No. Join the clan, Anthony. You don't play FPS. No, no. I get dizzy. No, but yeah. I was... I, well, you should probably stop playing them in VR as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, one eye closed. Don't do yeah. that. It's going to hurt. Uh, but yeah, I started the campaign as that as well, too. Uh, it's a little clunky. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But uh, Modern Warfare, I think, is still one of my favorite campaigns in really the Call of campaign, Duty. Yeah. But um, yeah, so far, it's, it's fine. It's a Call of Duty campaign. It's nothing special this year. But um, yeah, it's been fun. But yeah, Gardens of the Galaxy. Oh, what a good time. What a good time so far. That was this week's episode of the Movie Podcast. As always, you could catch a brand new episode every single Monday. We're heading into a really fun time of the year. We're heading into the final month and a half of the year. There's lots coming. Hawkeye, Disney Plus Day, Spider-Man, Noah Him, like top tens. There's so much fun stuff on the way. Movie uh, commentaries, The Matrix is still coming out this year. There's Spider-Man, lots. Spider-Man, No Way Home. There's so much. There's too much. We got to slow it down. Um Make sure you follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and join our Discord. Uh, Like I said, everything that we're going to be covering, any changes to the schedule, we will be letting you know on Twitter and Instagram. So make sure if there's any social media that you have, that's where you want to be following us. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. And look out for some really cool interviews and reviews coming out this week on the feed. That was this time with The Movie Podcast. We'll see you next. We'll be right back.